Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Yeah. Hello. It's a, it's a very special time of uh, year. Where... We are back, baby. Survivor has mm. premiered. Joel, how did it feel? Did it feel like Christmas morning yesterday for you? Um, That's what I was about to get into. It's that special time of year where Jeff Probst is nipping at your nose. <laughs> um, Yeah, it was exciting, Uh, definitely, to see Jeff on the beach there chatting with us. And then uh, the boats coming in and all those confessionals. Um, yeah, so it's season 43, the, the, the premiere with September. Um, we uh, we are recording in the morning, Thursday morning, over Zoom. We're discussing the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're nailing it, Joel. Yeah, I mean, yes, it is... Uh... We're watching it the morning after Joel uh, went to a uh, concert last night. So uh, he's tucked in with his blankie there across from me, across from the screen. Uh, But also exciting announcement because we are on a network now. Yeah. Yeah. We are now a part of the Sonar Network. Yeah. Um, uh, It is uh, very honored to be part of... um... The Sonar Network, which is a network with a lot of my favorite Canadian podcasts, so I'm 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 glad we're on there. Like Spooked, is that your favorite? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, for our new listeners, that's Cody's other podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so um, is that make that make anything different for the listeners? Yeah, I mean, uh, they'll be noticing probably ads on our uh, podcast. I did notice an ad last week because we've been in the system for it. We just hadn't announced it. Um, and I there was a really funny ad. I just can't for I can't remember for the life of me. It might have been for like, I don't know, the C&E or something. Oh, OK. <laughs> the C&E. Yeah. So it's like. It's funny because it's like outdated. Yeah, it's like the CNE's closed, everyone. It was a mm. nice ad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but cool. yeah, but we're we're on a network, so we have those perks now. So don't worry. If you hear an advertisement before the podcast, just know your boys are getting dollars and donuts. Yeah, we're getting that money, that moolah. Um <laughs> But but uh, Survivor. Maybe. Back to Survivor. Um, all right. So, how did you like the big speech from Jeff off the top on the mat? Big speech from Jeff. I barely remember it. Here, here's the thing I I liked about the beginning. I did like all of those confessionals right at the start. Mm. I liked getting to know all of the people. I honestly, I forgot we even saw Jeff until Tribal Council. Jeff goes on a big fucking speech and I wrote in my notes big speech from Jeff I zoned out <laughs> okay so no, we both uh, we're both out on Jeff's speech 
I guess, I mean, we, you know what, before we talk about Jeff and all the confessionals and getting known the characters, I guess I can just ask you, did you like the episode? Yes. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like the episode. I did like getting to know uh, these people. And I think that uh, maybe surprising people were popping and mm-hmm. it wasn't quite what it was expected, I guess. I I think we did a lot of uh, speculation. We, we knew that that was gonna happen <laughs> well joel you said your speculation's always spot on uh, but it wasn't that. this it wasn't this time i never said that <laughs> um yeah i i um i thought it was a pretty standard premiere with a few survive uh survivor or long surprises <laughs> but it was a pretty standard survivor episode a couple survivors <laughs> yeah it had uh all the survivors still still had travel council still a lot it had a lot of survivor in it um no there was surprises in it but i thought it was pretty standard with the kind of predictable ending and um and and, and another thing that i was hoping for was to see a little bit more variance from the two cookie the cookie cutter nature of 41 42 and at least at the very least with sweat and savvy and with the cutthroat island or whatever you want to call that um mm-hmm. that just didn't show me enough variance from other seasons i just felt like that was a little samey with the the last two seasons well I'd give them credit it was a little bit different yeah just a little bit different <laughs> I I don't. It's like it's like in the the how the hourglass twist was different between forty one and forty two because they brought in Applebee's. <laughs> well, I think it it had a little bit more uh, variance than uh, that, just because. Well, I guess definitely the cutthroat island thing. The the bags was fun. Yeah, so... I guess that was more of a visual. But um, I, you know what I'm happy about? I'm just happy about this two hour premiere, you know, like the two hour that, premiere just really just that really was warms me. And and in 41 and 42, there was the two hour premiere. And in 41, they had two tribal councils and 42. Um, There was a Jackson went home. Well, no, back, back, back. back. But... So this was this was a two hour. Uh, episode leading up to uh, one vote off, but I still feel like we didn't really get to know Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if- I mean, we got a very uh, small amount out of her, maybe even a little less than her uh, confessional video. I I was kind of when when it came down to that vote at the end and we're skipping ahead obviously but when it came down to that vote at the end and it was Owen and Mariah I was like oh man one of these people we're not going to know about hardly at all no matter who it was out of the two Owen of them. Owen had a, a bit more of a chunk like a strategic chunk where he was like trying to strategize with people and they weren't he wasn't he wasn't getting as much bite you know um right. So, but Mariah didn't even really get that other than she may have gotten a confessional when they were talking about the girls alliance. Yeah, I, I think she did. She got a lot of like close ups anyways with the um, 
talking about voting Owen and sticking together and working with Sorry, Sammy. Sorry, Cody. There's, uh, there's WrestleMania happening right next to him, and my two cats are fighting. I don't even hear it at all, but I'm glad I see it now. Yeah, I, t- I turn for the listeners. I turn my camera, and my two cats are like violently hurting each other. It's like I know that it. I know that it doesn't pick up on my mic, but I also <laughs> just. I I want to acknowledge it because I may act distracted because they both have bells on their collars, so they make a lot of noise. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> your, just... your your expectation was like okay cody now pick up where you left off <laughs> no no i just wanted to acknowledge that wrestlemania is happening right next to me <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, yeah i'm almost like i was almost like even though mariah is on my fantasy team which are is already a disaster but um <laughs> I was cheering for for Owen to get get through because I just felt like I knew him more. Not because I didn't like Mariah, but if it was between the two of them, I just was like, I guess Owen stays because I have established myself to kind of know who he is and like him. And not that I don't like Mariah, but I just don't know her. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I did get a bit out of her and stuff. I think that she probably had more confessionals than maybe you you think too. Uh, but the fantasizer's yeah, not out to uh, track that yet. Well, um, but but I mean, the thing with Owen is he just got a bit more sort of like personality confessional. Like he got a bit more, other than the regular sort of like I can't believe I'm on Survivor or. So we got back to camp and I went to work, you know, like, just yeah, like... yeah. It, it, well, we also got from that tribe that no one was strategizing until they lost. Right. That's what I, they said at tribal council. That's... But Owen was a little bit and everything, too. And 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 Sammy also said that right after the challenge. And that, I think, is more indicative of Sammy's game. <laughs> um, uh, I. Because we did see the girls' alliance forming as well before that. Yeah, I think. Um, don't insult Sammy's game. <laughs> so you're a big Sammy guy. Uh, oh. he he was popping. Wait, is Sammy on your fantasy team? Let's not think about that. But oh, Sammy it was... is. He is. <laughs> he is. That's why. Cody, you cannot sit there, <laughs> fantasy team or not, and tell me, let's not insult Sammy's game. Not that he's horrible, but I'm not thrilled with him so far. Well, Sammy uh, solved that puzzle. He was an athletic Oh, good beast. for him. He, But he also went against his strategy of hiding that he was good at puzzles. Yeah, now everyone knows he's good at puzzles. He's good at athletics. He's... Uh... The all-around player, and he's hiding. He's a little bossy 19. with Gabler. Well, everyone's bossing Gabler around. Gabler almost threw in the towel. <laughs> but let's... one of my notes here is okay. I love this man <laughs> about Gabler telling everybody, okay, because I fucked up the challenge, I'm not going to play my idol, but I am going to play my shot in the dark. <laughs> the hell are you talking about <laughs> it's like <laughs> any thought you had like at the beginning of the episode gabler's like pretty self-aware like hey i'm the older guy 
I need to find connections with people um, that's about more than age. You know, I need to find um, similar things. <laughs> and I love that I wrote the line down, him chatting with Ellie. So you're a metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> as soon as they get back to camp and like, I, I didn't I didn't totally hate the strategy of him getting back from Cutthroat Island, telling everybody exactly what happened, and then celebrating that he had an idol with them. Yeah, you know? I mean, I didn't necessarily hate it. You know, whatever. there's something really honest about that, right? Like people and it, and it 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 protects him in those they're they're not going to vote for him because they know he has an idol especially it's an idol that only lasts two weeks or two tribals right so you're just like oh okay yeah we can get rid of him after or maybe we work with him i don't know it's useful for for the pre-merge uh time of the game because they're not gonna vote for him because he has an idol and those two things and if everyone on his tribe knows that's it's pretty good i don't know that his thought process on this was too galaxy brained as we're saying it i think he just might have been like yeah i'm just being open with my tribe <laughs> um i like how you you can um compliment gabler's game but not Sammy's. <laughs> well yeah i mean i comp- i did i wrote in my notes because one of my first impressions of sammy was uh him him solving that puzzle and i said and especially because cody solved the the bamboo key thing on the first tr- tr- uh, challenge. I was like, Sammy and Cody, unexpected geniuses. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to uh, Cody here too because he had um, one of the close pops of the episode as well. I, I would say mm. it's probably between Cody, Sammy, um, uh, Ellie, Ellie. Uh, I don't really remember Ellie already. Ellie Ellie had a big strategic night. She is showing herself to be she was moving big, and shaking, huh? A big decision maker. Well, I think. So yeah, let's go back to uh the start here again for this uh first challenge. Okay. Uh a challenge I watched twice because I watched the first half hour live and then went back and watched it, watched it again. So I'm well versed in this challenge, Joel. Mm-hmm. What do you need to know about it? <laughs> Geo, <laughs> they, Geo, uh, everyone coming back running, carrying the box, and then cut to Geo walking, pushing the box. <laughs> yeah, that was that was comedy for me. I think um, I'm wondering if Geo. Because it's interesting, all of these tribes seem to be acting a little bit differently. We saw with um, the yellow tribe that went to tribal council that they they're almost going old school with valuing strength, right? Mm-hmm. That that was the whole thing. I don't think that tribe with Geo and um, I can't remember everyone's name off the top here. I don't Carla think that, Carla, on that one, yeah. Jesse. And that tribe was specifically like Carlo was like, oh, they're not valuing strength here. They're valuing me and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. so it, it's interesting that all of the tribes like we're we're seeing different survivors on each tribe almost. And uh, well, I mean, if we're going by the challenges and I know it's just like table games and puzzles, but. 
the variance in sweater savvy from the other two seasons that did it is this is the first season where two tribes picked two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one tribe picks sweat, one tribe picks savvy. So there's that. And another thing is, is in the immunity challenge, there was three separate table, uh, table games, which is what uh, Jeff kept, kept calling them. They grab one table game. <laughs> Did you like the three <laughs> table games? <laughs> They're they're like they're all a variance on what we've seen before. I feel like the one that Gabler and Sammy were playing was the mo was the one we've seen the most in the past. We've never seen the straight shot, and right. I feel like there's like I would pick that one because it's like it's there's probably a learning curve, but like once you get it, you get it every time. Uh, yeah the the straight shot one. Yeah. But anyway, all three teams picked a different one for that. So that, was that shows you the different decision-making process of each tribe. Yeah, and uh, what was also interesting about the Sweat and Savvy is that hardly any Sweat was broke as they immediately found the bag. Ryan is good. Ryan is popping. Ryan was a pop, well. too. Ryan yeah. was a pop as well. I don't, I don't think we saw too, too much of him, but he seems to be... In a good spot in his team. You know what was interesting about this episode compared to past seasons already, I believe, mm-hmm. is that we got a good idea of the tribe dynamics of every single tribe right off the jump here. So if any of yeah. them go to tribal council next week, mm-hmm. we know kind of where it's going to land or what it's going to be in between, you know? Yeah. To an it's, extent. It's a, it's, a ben- it's a benefit of the, the two-hour episode, right? Yeah, so, because I feel like I in, mean in forty one and maybe a little bit of forty two as well. Like there was a tribe, like we would just with the three tribe. You, there's one that yeah. you just don't hear from. Yeah, um, yeah. They, I think they gave us an extra commercial break of tribe dynamics, probably where he's uh, in, especially forty one. I think they have two commercial breaks of free tribal council strategy mm-hmm. um like back and forth between camp between beaches um but yeah i just i just think that like i mean hey we get a lot of backstory in a, in a season premiere mm-hmm. uh so two hours is like good and like this season has a lot of people with backstory we got ellie with her sister right yeah ryan with his uh, childhood Jesse with his Cerebral the palsy. juvenile, yeah. Gio and Carla's story was also very touching. I I feel like I'm I'm honestly missing people as well. Noel, Noel, yeah. We got a lot of backstory, and there's yeah. a lot of backstories in this. I'm honestly thinking like I need to, if anyone needs like, it didn't used to be like this consistently. Um, yeah, but. So you you need a backstory. You either need a backstory. Or you need the, a tattoo living on your butt cheeks <laughs> to be on Survivor. So I think we should go by like what happened with each tribe. Okay, kind of ending with yellow here. Sure. So what's what tribe do you want to start with? Um, let's start with the red tribe here. Cody's tribe. Hmm. Cody's tribe. I feel like we got kind of 
Um, not the least out of them because we got a lot of Cody, but I think it was a pretty one-sided on that side. Like we got a lot of Cody. Yeah. So Cody, uh, <laughs> uh, the thing with his tribe is that, uh, they, uh, they took a while to get there. They seem to be kind of a hot mess. Listen, just a second. My cat is crawling inside of a... They're done wrestling, but now my cat is crawling inside of a fucking paper bag. So I'm going to take it away from him because it is really distracting me. But you you this, monologue, of course. This second. is great podcasting. <laughs> um, yeah, so my thoughts off the top of... Uh, of Vessi was that, yeah, you got a lot of Cody. Um, you did get uh, the stuff with uh, Noel and Justine kind of uh, building a relationship. You had uh, Cody, uh, NECA, and uh, Jesse uh, forming a bit of an alliance there. And then when everyone was forming an alliance on that uh, Jesse, tribe... Jesse's to- on... It, on yeah. not 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 is Jesse, he on the red team? Yeah, Jesse's on Vessi. No, it, it's really. Yeah, Jesse, Cody, and uh, Neca formed an oh, alliance. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and but but Jesse's Jesse's finding himself in the middle, right? Um. Yeah, because Noel and um Justine also wanted to work with him. But the interesting thing is that Jesse said he found himself in the middle. But throughout all of this alliance talk, Dwight was not even in frame. Like he was not there. I and at one point I was like, I saw Jesse in the middle and counted five people, and I was like, who's the sixth person on this drive? I, I went to the exact same thing and gotta say, hey, this, I mean, everything we hear from Dwight is this tribe is bad at building uh uh a what, why can't I think of the word shelter? Um, this tribe is bad at building a shelter. And then we hear, we see he totally botches his cutthroat island decision, mm-hmm. especially towards not having a vote in the next tribal council um, and not <laughs> having an advantage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't the best look on Dwight in the, the this first episode here. No, it appeared that anytime strategy was spoken about he was nowhere to be seen so no one is talking to him or if they are we're not seeing it uh but he can't be doing anything important as far as that goes but yeah if it's um a shelter falling on someone's head we saw that and if it's losing a boat we saw him do that yeah so (laughs) so the shelter fell on his head and then they by accidentally started fire but then the fire went out (laughs) that's like what the hell's going on right now it's like a roller coaster uh, yeah. I wanted to bring up. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was really funny. Um, Cody, um, talking about Justine is like, it's like when I found out she was a sales representative, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta trust. You can't trust sales reps in this game. And then he goes on this long rant and confessional about how he's a sales rep, but he's trying to. Create mistrust towards sales reps because salesmen are sneaky in this game, but he sells elevators. So he's he's just he's telling people he's a repairman. That's an interesting and... strategy, though, because 
like if you can keep it quiet that you're a salesperson if like if he lets it slip at one point that he's a salesperson after creating this hype then it's over yeah, but that's what i was thinking but if he can keep it quiet then he knows most about the profession that he does right so if he can like say why that he's a threat like yeah. that's what you know the most of right i so, thought it was funny like cutting back to uh Jesse and Neki Neka listening to him and 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 Jesse just going, yeah, sales reps. Because <laughs> you don't know how they feel about it if this is like really kind of working on them. I honestly <laughs> don't think it actually worked on them. <laughs> They're like, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, she's a software sales. Yeah, it seems like Cody and Neka are tight. Uh, Jesse, like you said, is in the middle, but it also I the thing I wasn't expecting about this uh, all of the people on the show is that Cody is a power player, like he is a power player leader that yeah. is clearly going to dig his own grave. But like I wasn't yeah. expecting him to jump to be this far in the forefront. Like we were saying before, our speculation was more of a Sebastian type, a Seabass or something. Yeah, well, he yeah, he's definitely uh, playing. He's come to play. He binged Survivor during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like if it mean if it like if if you're watching Survivor and you're like fuck, I need to get on this now. You like want to play it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I think where he's where going... he's like like. Sorry, uh, like Sammy watching it from when he was a kid. He's like, I want to be Aussie. I want to be woo. You know, I want to like be like the golden god where Cody's 35 and he's like, I want to play this for the game. So I'm going to go out there and play. Hey, well, don't be insulting Sammy again. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to have to deal with you standing up for Sammy. Hey, you want to know a big shout out in the episode is a huge shout out to Jonathan. Why? What What did he say? What? I don't remember this. Um, They uh, when they were cutting, they were cutting bamboo, I think, or they were cutting coconuts. And they said, oh, man, Jonathan made this look so much so easy on TV. How do you know they weren't talking about Jonathan Penner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how he easily cut through bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> my ass jeff um uh, uh but what else oh is there anything else on red that we want to talk about um i guess we can just mention like the noel and justine relationship it's it's a bond we didn't get a ton out of them Mostly um, just a, i i got the vibe it's just like well we're the same age <laughs> yeah so that was interesting. The same age. Yeah, I guess. And it just feels like this tribe is. Dwight is going. There's no doubt to me that Dwight is out of here. He doesn't well, have any votes. They, they, no one's working a, with them. He doesn't have maybe, any strategy. It may be a bait and switch, you know, um, but uh, I feel yeah, like he's they're not, not featuring him for that reason, though. I'm trying to read the edit again 
like they're either not featuring him because he can't be a part of any strategy because he doesn't have a vote anyway. So they're not going to talk to him, even if they do move him along. They are featuring him, but they're just not showing his best looks. Um, well, they featured him because they had to because he went to Cutthroat Island. Well, and they did speak. Uh, he, he, we got his perspective on how the, the tribe dynamics with the shelter making was happening. And like every time they cut to him uh, in those confessionals, he had his buff over his head and he was crouched like this in the rain. It just <laughs> he didn't look like the, the pinnacle of a survivor player. He didn't look like Jonathan, let's say. Well, he he also was the only one to volunteer to go to Cutthroat Island. Yeah, he was the only see, one that that's asked just to like, go. And they're like, oh, OK, you know, it's just like. It, it was everything that they showed of him wasn't a good look. Mm-hmm. It it was all what you don't do, or I mean, I mean, it's not what you don't do for getting a shelter bonking you on the head, but it's still not what you want. Hey, you know who didn't have a great first episode, Cody? Who? Nick Wilson, David versus Goliath. Well, he almost went out, but uh, Dwight's is a little different than that. There's no redemption here. So, but we'll see. You never know. <laughs> Nick's redemption is, yes, Pat hurt his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you not remember him dancing around where Pat hurt his back and the uh, <laughs> chalk outline of Pat? On the ground? No, we <laughs> we saw him taking off a boxing glove <laughs> and going like, yes, I did it. <laughs> when they were on the bumpy boat, Nick punched <laughs> yeah. Pat in the back. <laughs> Soft boxing glove, which wouldn't have done much. <laughs> okay, I should have said brass knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's it for Red. I kind of have the idea of how this tribe's going to go. I think Cody's going to shoot himself in the foot. I think Dwight will probably go just because he's not with anyone or doing Jesse, anything. Jesse is smart. Jesse's smart. Yeah, he Justine. Smart. Um, I I think that he'll probably go with Justine and Noel more so because um especially they're if they less, win less of a liability, probably. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're really gonna backstab him or anything, whereas mm-hmm. Cody is obviously trying to lead this thing. And yeah. you gotta try to like stay away from him. So there's I think something to be there's something to be said about going with the leader in the first part of the game, though. Well, yeah, and I think that they're going to go with it for a while until they go to tribal council, take out Dwight. They have two tribal councils to not go with Cody, which mm-hmm. could be a long time. They seem to be a good physical challenge, uh, uh, physical tribe, though. Yeah, they might not be going to tribal council. That's what I'm saying. That's a long time to mm-hmm. hide behind Cody in that uh, time. And I think oh, that he's we... going to get on people's nerves. He's a lot more outspoken, but he was definitely a pop of this episode. So I'm excited he's on the season. There's a lot of tattoo talk and we saw the live in tattoo mm-hmm. and it was not L.I.V. on one butt cheek and I and on the other butt cheek like I had hoped. <laughs> but yeah. Did you know that? I mean, I don't know if I chatted about this in the other episodes, but I actually have a, a butt cheek tattoo. So that maybe that's why I am. Do you feel, actually? Is yes, that true? Mm-hmm. What is it? Clover? 
No, it's a uh, a backwards S. I got it on stage during a comedy show in the basement at in Kensington Market. A big S? Uh, no, it's small. About this size. For oh. the listeners, I'm holding about up about the size of a silver dollar. <laughs> Take your silver dollars out of your pockets now, kids. Take it up uh, uh, and put it up your ass. Um, or sorry, on your ass. It's not up my ass. <laughs> that would be very painful. It was rather painful. Like, yeah, I got it on stage. That's sort of my story with my one and only tattoo. Well, it's all for comedy. Hey, let's would talk you... about Coco. Coco, the gorilla? Yeah, Coco, the tribe. Right. Okay, so that's the blue tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of had the divide here. Um, Carla was calling herself in the middle, but she wasn't really because it was if she's in the middle, then she's choosing between a group of three or a group of two. Right. So it's James, who I love. And I think I'm gonna love all season. Um if he if he lasts and he seems to be in a good spot. Decent James. spot. But James is also the if Carla manages to do something where she goes with Geo and um Ryan and mm-hmm. she manages to do something, James is the one that's going. Why do you think that? Because if she's turning on the girls, I don't think she takes out one of the girls. I think she takes out James just to get that. Oh, well, I would have said that about Ellie. Okay. Before we saw what happened with her and her uh, girls alliance. But anyway, um, but Ellie was going for strength. Whole different thing. This is a different team now. Every every tribe is a different survivor. I know. I'm just saying, okay, that just just because I offer a, a separate point. You're pissing me off with your different points. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. uh yeah. So it's Laura is is making herself sort of to be a uh, a big strategic power. Like when Lindsay, I you mean. Lindsay, yeah, sorry, I don't know why I call her Laura. Um, and Cass is the other girl, right? So Cassidy, yeah. And uh, so Lindsay going up to Jane, like when you're making an alliance, you want to make it feel like it's their idea, right? So, but but I just didn't love this when Lindsay goes up to James, and maybe this worked on James, but she goes. Hey, do you want to work with the girls? We already have a thing going. Where he's, you want to make someone feel like they're part of the beginning of an alliance. You know what I mean? Like well, he did. It, like like if you have to stage a whole thing with the four of them and be like, hey, maybe the four of us should do something instead of like, hey, James, want to join the girls? That makes you feel like an afterthought. James probably doesn't care. But I'm just saying that would that that was my observation. I with think Lindsay's that they there. established that James and Lindsay were already together because James did say to her first before she said that us Philly folk need to stick together. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I Philly. guess 
the, cheese steak. So she just needs to make James, and you might be right. It might have come off as a bit of an afterthought rather than James being her number one, and she thinks she has some votes for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and I don't know where she lies with that. If she's with the girls completely, she seems to want the all girls thing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think James probably has some legs on that uh, tribe as well. I, I think that honestly, it's not looking so hot for our guy Geo, who I do like Geo quite a bit. Yeah, I like Geo. Uh, but that that's an interesting uh, tribe. We have uh, quite a few people I like, actually. I like James. I like Ryan. I like mm-hmm. Geo. I like Carla. Um, we got a little bit of Cassidy, a little bit of the strategy thing, too, where we basically got her saying that she's hiding behind Lindsay. Right. That we she's see her the strategist that's going to be moving, but they're not going to see her until it's too late. Did we see her off trying to get a coconut out of a tree? <laughs> um, we might have saw some B-roll of that. I, I think so. I think we had her up on the top of a tree really high, just dropping coconuts on all their heads. Mm-hmm. Bonk. <laughs> I, I don't know why I remember that, but I don't know. Let me see if I have anything in my notes about the the Coco tribe because I'm at a loss for what to say. We we watched this last night, folks, late at night when we both got home from our respective uh, outings. Um, but we will be watching live next week together. Yes. So I'm gonna come out. Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay is uh, very much in the Cody position too, where she is acting more of a power player, which could hurt her. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about what some of these players would find threatening or would find uh, comforting, especially early on in the game. But like when you're when you're starting, I just when you're starting an alliance and being like an alliance leader on day one, it's not typically the best look, Mm -hmm. not not that it's a bad look per se. It's not like Dwight coming back from Shipwheel Island and. Totally fucking it up, but uh, <laughs> um, but but like yeah, leading that early is is it? There's it doesn't. There's not as much longevity in a game for that. Twenty six days is a fast game, and they're and they're looking for reasons to vote you out. And if you're a leader, in the past that has been a reason to vote someone out. Someone out. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we've already seen that the one tribe reverted back to old school of strength, which we haven't seen in a long time on Survivor. Yeah. Of you're the weakest on the tribe, let's get you out. That's been a while. Mm-hmm. That well, was- Zach was voted out first last season. But he was a beast. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> he that- was like... One sixth of Jonathan. I don't think they voted Zach because of that, though. I don't recall. Well, he, I will say that <laughs> if, if even if we saw no strategy and you just showed me a picture of him next to everyone else, I'd be like, oh, they went with strength. <laughs> um, but I think Brockton Ron was kind of the first one to go of. Uh, 
them kind of going against the strength thing, right? Uh, well, I think that me, was kind of the line drawn in the sand. I'd have to, I'd have to. I mean, Aris went out in season thirty-one, but I'm talking about for like, oh, this seems to be over now. Like Aris going out in season one, like what? Or season one, what? No, sorry, not Aris. <laughs> uh, Vetus. Vetus. In season 31. 31. Yeah. He went out first. Well, because he was massaging everyone. Yeah, they were sick of him, him being touchy-feely. But, I mean, he he would have been on, like an asset for the tribe is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, but at a certain point, that's a different thing. <laughs> um, But what about the guy? They voted out someone in, in season 32 because he, he lost it the goggles but he was one of the bigger guys on the tribe yeah but they kind of drew a line in the sand with brockton ron of being like no we're taking out strength first that was the whole goal right (laughs) i guess i'm just like uh brockton ron seems too recent i I don't think i don't think like i think before that like i remember like David versus Goliath and everything, they were worried, right? Like they were constantly worried about being taken out for strength reasons. And B, well, that was B and Jessica Pete. And then that's when everybody, everybody turned on them because they were, they were talking about strength and challenges. And then they, they, they started getting, then they voted out Jessica Pete for that. And, but they all wanted to take out Nick for uh strength reasons, but, and they wanted they to were they were talking about getting taking out Nick and this is again the the people talking about getting out Nick were I, talking about it from a challenge perspective I think not, right sorry not here. a challenge perspective a shelter's perspective because he didn't put in the work in the shelter I think I'm right um, here hmm? I think I'm right here about the Brockton Ron thing I think Brockton Ron's a bit of a icon <laughs> hmm but I don't think I, early if, stages they don't go for like that is an old school thing. It didn't start with Brockton Ron. That was season thirty nine. We're at, we're only at forty three now. Yeah, but it's it's an that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a newer thing where people uh, vote out the stronger players. Like they were worried they voted out. I remember specifically Brockton Ron because. They thought that he was going to be dangerous as a poker player down the line, and he was good in challenges. So they they wanted to take him out immediately. Oh, and, and he was being an asshole trying to get Elaine out. Yeah. And they're like, no, she's going to be a fan favorite. But also, I mean, this, if it would have happened last night when it came down between Owen and uh, Mariah, if they took out Owen, they were thinking about it for the same reason of Owen being strong and being someone to worry about down the line. Um, yeah. But then they went against that and they decided to keep the tribe strong for the sake of challenges. Mm. So I don't know. Um, I th- I think that they went back old school. I think that we were heading into a different direction and, uh, they uh they took it back a little bit old school, which in my uh assessment, I was like, oh, I wonder when we start seeing so many people um go for change and so much different, so much new that people start reverting back because that's now the new thing. 
That's for whatever reason that depressed me as a thought. And like, it's just like Survivor, the Galaxy Brain of Survivor is just going back and forth between two things. Uh, well, we've gone long enough with that. Let's go back to the thing we did before. <laughs> is um is there anything else we need from Coco? We we did mention before Carla and uh, Gio having a nice conversation. Um. Yep. Yeah. Carla also in a good spot. Carla um, in a good spot. Um, she's looking good too. I, I, uh, she was the person that I really regret not having on my fantasy team. Probably Joel, you have her, right? Yeah, she's on my team. Yeah, probably your strongest looking person is. I don't think Cody, Cody has maybe even merge boot written all over him, uh, mm-hmm. which would be a great celebration for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Yeah, your uh, your team is in shambles. I don't even remember who your other person is. I have Ryan. Ryan. Oh, never mind. Ryan's good too. But both on that tribe. Yep. Working together. So Ryan, I think that they're more likely on that tribe. I'm going to do my prediction for who's next on each one. I think Dwight and I think Geo. Okay. So that's where I uh, land on those. Okay. Did we see any fire making stuff from Coco? Did we see who ended up making the fire on that tribe? So I know Sammy did on the other tribe. Yeah. I remember. Sammy was just really painting. Well, do you think Sammy was painting a target on his back or do you think that everyone's going to look at him and be like this guy we need? Um, in the early days, they they definitely probably think they need him, but yeah, I can see him getting bothersome. Like in when he and Gabler are doing that thing, and he's just being dick to Gabler. I was like, Sammy, shut the fuck up. Um, I just want to go backwards and just say, maybe not first boot, but Chris Underwood going out third on a losing tribe in season thirty eight was pretty unprecedented at the time. At that time, like. Especially since he was like, if they did did well in any challenge, it was because of him. It was okay. pretty surprising him okay. going out that early. So, I mean, 38 might have uh, kind of led to it. And then 39 was the one where they were like, no, get him out right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do think it was kind of recent, though. Yeah. Even yeah. though that's quite a while away or now, it. And I'm just trying to go backwards in my brain, like who went out first and Heroes Hustlers and uh, Heroes Hustlers and Humdingers, yeah, yeah, and uh, fucking Millennials Gen X versus Gen. But the point is that they went against it. Yes, yes, they went. They went back, and I mean, listen, when you're with when you're with only three tribes. Sir, when you're with three tribes and you only have six people on your tribe, you have to like be very careful with who you're choosing to get out, mm-hmm. um, because it, like you have to be like, hey, I have to like pick someone I can work with going forward. And with a bigger tribe, you can kind of do that because you, other people can kind of pick up the slack. But with six people, and you have one big guy, Sammy, who's young, and then your other big guy is like in his fifties, like. 
even though like I'm I'm looking at this Trevin and being like, who would I least want to work with? I'm like, oh, it's Sammy. But Sammy is going to be leading the challenges for us. And if we don't have him, like we have Gabler. <laughs> no, Owen. And Owen, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, still, because Owen wants to be an Aussie. No, Owen, Owen wants to be a Malcolm. He he loves him some Malcolm. But he, I think he liked Ozzy Malcolm. No, well, whatever. He 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 he. I think he he wants to be seen as an Ozzy, but play like a Malcolm. I think Sammy wanted to be a John Rocker. Right. I think um, it's be yeah. The, he wants to like say bad things. Um. So. Okay, so let's get over uh, to it's Baca, right? That's the last drive. Yes, Baca. So with that, we we've talked about we got a lot of Sammy content. I feel like Sammy was kind of the main focus over here. See, because uh, I think it was Ellie. I was seeing. I was. I I felt like the main character over there was Ellie. I feel like we didn't get as much Ellie as we did Sammy. Like Sammy was doing a lot of the narrative. Sammy was doing the well, challenge listeners. Stuff. You can go back. You can count the confessionals. You can who you do your vision board. Who you f- feel most connected to. But I, I, I'm not arguing with you. I just think that I we saw a lot of Ellie as well, especially as a strategic per like. But uh, I feel like she's doing pretty well. You're you're right. When it started going, we definitely did. And she ended up getting what she wanted, whereas Sammy was more on the side of getting out Owen. Mm-hmm. But looking at the votes here, what's interesting is that Sammy did vote with them. He did vote out mm-hmm. Mariah. I I honestly I saw it all coming. Like this is just something that happens a lot early on in the game, is like we see a different perspective. We see like Sammy and Mariah scheming together. But then I, I just I, like it always ends up like people turn changing their vote like that. Like it just behind the scenes, they just get being like, Sammy, we're going Mariah. And like, I feel like Sammy could be easily convinced, especially if it's like a challenge thing. So we don't. And, and like the editors just don't think that that's necessary of a conversation enough for us to see that. But I just sort of saw that coming. As well, soon as, like, I think it's to lead suspense to the actual. Yeah, yeah, and but 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 I guess I've watched enough Survivor, and uh, I just I I could tell this was going to be a pretty straightforward vote. Yeah, we we also didn't have anyone looking for idols yet that we know of, mm, because Gabler has one. Yeah, I'm sure Gabler people are looking one. for idols. Yeah. So the interesting thing about uh, Gabler, why I think that we got a lot more kind of, you're right, we got a lot more of like, if we're to look at who got edited as the successful strategist, it would be Ellie. Uh, mm-hmm. But we got a lot of content with Sammy and we got a lot of like, even with Gabler, he kind of went to a downward spiral of depression when Sammy started that fire too. Because Sammy was kind of being everything that Gabler wanted to accomplish as the older guy there. He wanted to be necessary. He wanted to be the fire guy. He wanted to um, kind of fill in those blanks. But it seemed like Sammy was doing it all himself. 
So here's my thing about Sammy. He's 19, but he doesn't want people to know that he's 19. No, he's 22 to everyone else. So he's going with 22? To me, I'm far away from both of those ages that I think, what's the fucking difference? And only somebody who's 19 really thinks, well, they won't like 19, but 22. (laughs) Well, I think 19, like 22, kind of the implication is that, okay, this guy's probably lived on his own a little bit. 19, he might still live at the house. That's the thing, right? Like, because that does change quite a bit. But like for for people in their in their 30s, late 20s, even. They know that like once you're like when you're in your early 20s and when you're nine, you're not that much different than a 19 year old. You think you are. But the farther you get away from it, you realize, oh, I was just a dumbass kid back then. Um, Like, I wouldn't see much between a 22 and a 19 year old. I I beg to differ with that. I I do beg to differ with that. I don't think it's a huge difference, but I do think that a 19 year old, when you hear 19, he's still he would still be a teenager, right? You're not an adult. But, but when you I, get that's, to but that's that's what I think it means to him. But to I me, three years isn't that same. much. I think he can get away with 25 and it would like totally change my perspective on it. If, if I heard that guy was 25, I would think differently of him. If he wants people to actually think differently of him, I would age age yourself up a bit more. I I think that twenty two, he still wanted it to be believable or whatever, and so I, I think, but, but I just at that point, I just think it's an unnecessary lie. I don't know about that. I think that there would be a lot of people. Especially if he makes it to the end, that's what he's preparing for, right? People are like, am I going to give this to a 19-year-old that doesn't even know what they're doing in their life yet? Or am I going to give okay. it to a 22-year-old who's probably on a path? And that No, college? that's what I'm talking about. That's like, I once it got to the end, if it's actually about wanting to give the money to a 19 or a 22-year-old, I, I it's not going to make a difference to me. Well, I think I think that it does. I think that 19, it's kind of like the stigma behind it is that you don't know what you're doing yet. You might not even be in college yet. Um, You probably live with your parents. Whereas 22, you're like, okay, this person's in college. Maybe they even graduated from something. Uh, they've probably been living on their own for a little bit, at least at least a couple years. If you're 19, you haven't been living on your own maybe for a year maybe but that's who knows i would love to get this the perspective on you from this if sammy was not on your fantasy no that's this is my genuine perspective i think i don't think that it was like oh my god sammy's sammy's done it he's cracked the game (laughs) but I I think that there is a difference. There is a difference between nineteen and twenty two. I well, I, listeners, chime in if you if you please. I um I definitely represent a <laughs> young people, especially in their early twenties, are a bunch of damn fools. And uh, I speak as somebody who has been there. So, um. <laughs> I haven't been there, so I don't know. Um, but <laughs> uh, no, I just that—that's just my perspective, I guess. Um, 
I I do think that and there's I, a I just don't think it makes much of a difference on Survivor. I think that so. living on your own matures you. And I think the implication of 22 is that you have done it. I think I think when you're there, maybe, but you need to there's really live out in the world. Like college is such like a, he's a he's a student. He's a pet cremator. I, I, I like it. College really nestles you in a way that I I, I feel like that you need to be out in the real world to really get it, I think. Well, I think that there's certain things that move on your maturity, right? And get you there faster. And it's living on your own. Uh, there's long-term relationships or living with a partner does. And, and like, or going through a breakup does. And when you're 19, you know the person hasn't done anything big. 22, they might have gone through a little bit. You know what else ages you well? What? Throwing cats and dogs and lizards into a fire. It's true. When he was talking about, like, I I didn't bridge the gap between him talking about pet cremating and making fire on Survivor. He's like, I work with fire all the time. I'm like, are you making the fire with Flint? Joke's, like, on, joke's on you because he made that fire. <laughs> he did. I get it. But, like, I didn't, like, get the, the confessional being like, well, I work with fire. I'm like, yeah, but you don't make it with Flint. That would be very strange to to show up with my dead cat and be like, all right, can you cremate him? He's like, yeah, just a second. Pulls out a machete. <laughs> the uh, the and, problem. And coconut husk. The problem that Sammy has right now is that like, as far as skills go, when you see someone do this fire and you see someone, um, like doing the number thing, figuring out that puzzle and everything and being just generally helpful around camp, you're going to be like, OK, this person's pretty mature, but where he's going to lose it, which we already saw a little bit in the challenge when he was like having almost like a tantrum with uh, Gabler. On the verge of a tantrum, then I was like, oh, OK, this is his lack of maturity. He's like being overly competitive here and he's like lashing out on his own part. I was frustrated on behalf of Gabler, to be honest. Like, even if it was Gabler's fault or whatever it was, shut the fuck up, Sammy. Like, well, that's not helping at all with the next ball. Gabler agreed with Sammy. He, I know. I mean, he's kind of the perfect guy for it, I guess. <laughs> Gabler... but, but I was thinking, like, Gabler would be good at this because he's a fucking surgeon. Maybe it's Sammy's being the one with the jerky arms. Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, Gabler doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like that. Well, do you think that Gabler came in with more self-confidence, but the thing with Sammy handling everything, handling the fire, figuring out the puzzles and all of that, you think that just kind of demoralized him? Maybe. And now he looks up to Sammy? <laughs> yeah, he's like, That's kind of my dad. <laughs> That's kind of what it seems like. I don't know. My twenty-two-year-old father. <laughs> so, but uh, Gabler, Gabler is definitely more of a personality and has more nuance than I thought just from his pregame because he presents himself as a certain way, and and which is like you know the the kind of boring survivor player. But once he's faced with 
these decisions and these advantages. He makes bizarre decisions <laughs> towards playing traditionally, mm-hmm. which I think is funny. He's um, he's almost uh, an old school player in that way, too. I think that he'll probably look at weakness as well. But an old school he, when he player looked at weakness, like a new he looked at himself. Game. What's that? When he looked for weakness in a strive, he looked and he pointed fingers at himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a funny perspective to be like, well, I fucked up in the challenge, so I'm not going to play my idol, guys. <laughs> I, I As a punishment to myself, I'm not going to play my idol. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting that that tribe. I don't know. I find all the tribes to be uh, uh, fun. If you were to uh, kind of put the tribe you wouldn't mind seeing go to tribal council next, who would you uh, put for this? Um, probably Baka, because I want to see Sammy go. Um, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> one of my notes here says Baka? Baka. I think I wrote that right after they lost the challenge. That's what I would have said. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's uh, that's. Was there anything else in the episode that you want to point out? Well, Ellie's story of her grief is was did make me sad quite a bit because you and fucking Ellie. What the hell? Hey. Well, you know, I, I I went through uh some grief this year, so I, I don't know. It's a story like that uh definitely, you know, touches me. And I don't know. I I I honestly do feel like we got a lot of good strategic content out of her. She she's playing like the the psychiatrist thing and uh I like I I don't Maybe people on her tribe know that she's leading where I would I look at Lindsay and I would think that people on her tribe would clock her as a strategic leader mm-hmm. um, before people on Baco would clock Ellie as a strategic leader. So um, just a little bit of an update. The fantasizer scores are up and Mariah did have five confessionals during the episode, the same amount as Ryan for your team. Okay. Just because we were wondering how many she had or whatever. Right, right. I, I like my like my thing was is that I just didn't even though I saw those confessions, I didn't feel like I got to know her right. on her her first and only episode. Yeah. Where I just feel like I got to know the personality of for example, Owen in his few confessionals as well. Then I got to know Mariah because I felt like Mariah's confessionals were more standard uh, survivor confessionals. Well, you're you're also right too because she did have the least amount. Like Ellie had ten confessionals. Um, Owen and Sammy both had eight. So you're right that uh, Ellie was featured more. Uh, Gabler had 13. So we, we got a lot more Gabler that explains. Oh, I think he's going to be a big character. <laughs> I, don't, I, I can see him floating his way to the end. 
Yeah. And then who was the last person on their tribe? Was Justine on their tribe? Uh, uh cat. No. I think it's Justine. Next, uh, sorry, Mariah, Ellie, and who's the other lady? Uh, yellow tribe. Oh, oh, Janine. Oh, we have right. not. We've not talked about Janine at all. She I seems like... to have some sort of a bruise on her chin. Um, <laughs> she also was not very good at digging, but we didn't hear much about that. I don't like, think it Janine... seems like the other tribes are way ahead, and she was still digging under that pole. Yeah, I don't think Janine was. I think Janine was probably featured the least. I don't think anyone had drafted Janine, right? She was the one that went undrafted. Oh, no, she did get drafted. Uh, yeah, Janine had three confessionals. So if she went home, she would have we would have known certainly the least about her. Yeah. Um. No, but she seems OK. You know, she seems gung ho to play the game for sure. The only thing that you've said about her is that she has a bruise on her chin. Well, she was bad at digging as well. Right, so she has a bruise on her chin. Well, and but I it. also just said she seems gung ho to play the game. That was the third thing to say. That's true. That's very little. Uh, you could have said that about anyone. Sure, I think I think she seemed more gung ho to play than Mariah, who herself said that she was playing like she was. It was her first time, but she wished she played like it was. It was her second time. Yeah, she wanted to make friends. Yeah, it, and. I think it's just like it takes a certain sense of paranoia to be like you need to like your first day of survivor. You need to be kind of paranoid, especially if you're the first people going to tribal council, which I like I feel like. Owen probably had that a bit more. I mean, to be going around and saying like. I don't think it's a bad line. I'll tell you about my I'll tell you your name. I'll tell you if I hear your name, if you tell me about mine. I don't I think he said it to pretty much fucking everybody, but I don't think it's a bad line. Um no. because it's like what you think it's a bad line? No, I don't think it is. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's like useful to like if if somebody actually thinks like, hey, if Owen would tell me that, I should tell him, you know? Yeah. So uh, one other thing that we didn't mention is that uh, Cody really needs to win this thing because he's already spent half the money. <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, he said that in his opening confessional. What did he spend it on? Elevators? Uh, he bought his own elevators, yeah. <laughs> I, I sold myself some elevators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really how needs you, to win How it. do you sell elevators? You're a sales representative towards elevators well i mean there's different elevator companies and you just go and uh, offer your elevators over the rest for probably new condos and stuff like that and just showing why yours is the best i think he's selling elevators to just men on the street hey <laughs> he's got a, like a, a trench coat full of elevators <laughs> come back to this back alley hey, maybe uh, you can use one Unfortunately, uh, we do need to wrap up. I need to go to work. Um, so we're not going to hear from our uh, special guests. Um, Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Rupert's not going to come today. 
Uh, he's at my door, knocking at the door. I'm not letting him in. He'll, Let me in. No, you're not coming in. <laughs> I don't want to go to sleep. Uh, I have to go to work. Um, uh, but I just want to say, uh, Cody, uh, thanks for getting us on the Sonar Network. I uh, pulled a few strings, tugged a few uh, nuts. Um, hogs. <laughs> tugged a um, few uh, hogs. Pulled some strings, tugging some hogs. Uh, but uh, yeah, or, uh, if you want to check out the sonarnetwork.com, you can see a full profile on Merge Boot now. Uh, direct links to all of our episodes, as well as direct links to profiles with us, where you can see direct links to social media, a lot of direct links. Um, and you can also see a list of all of the podcasts that we've guested on. And you can listen to all of those episodes now pretty fast. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be better at posting on social media this year. This the last few weeks I've been uh, dropping the ball with the preseason stuff because I've been working for TIFF. But I it's no excuse. I need to do better at the the Instagram there and the, maybe even the Twitter. I'll yeah, you're that. really starting to piss us all off. Am I? No. Okay. Well, maybe the folks at home. Yeah, the folks at home. We want to see that wonderful content on your Instagram. But I'm going to have a post about the Sonar Merge Boot Burge today. Um, is that today's a good day to post that? Yes, definitely, Joel. Post okay. about this episode and tell your friends, folks at home, how will you post about the episode to everyone there? Do you think we're getting new listeners from the Sonar Network? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, all of the hosts are going to start listening to us. Mm. Well, hell yeah. Uh, I uh, Anyway, thank you all for listening. And remember, you can still rate, review, subscribe. Um, five stars. And leave a little review. Some Wait, nice Joel, words. are you falling asleep? No, I'm not. <laughs> I have to go. Um, uh, and uh, I will. We it, it, for the for the new listeners. Sometimes I fall asleep on the on the end of an episode, and we can see. Oh, quick quick predictions. Who's going home next week? Oh yes. Uh, so pop of the week too. Uh, yes, pop of the week was uh Sammy. Don't know. Bob of the week was Sammy, and who's going home next week? Uh, Dwight. I was gonna say Dwight too. Pop of the week, Gabler. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.